good. All right. Hola, everyone, and welcome to another installment of JMO Patrol's Bring Your Own Friend, the podcast for Allison people by Allison people. It's your favorite little Texan, Ashley, here. That's at Ashley on Twitter. And today I'm joined by Becky, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but she is at Rajinki on Twitter. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So is that actually how you say your Twitter handle? How do you how do you pronounce that? I say it Rajinki. So back in like 1995, in the very early days of the internet, um, I was getting my very first email set up from IBM. And they combined my first initial and middle initial and part of my last name, and I kind of liked it. It sounded cool, and I've kept it ever since. And, oh, and how funny. Unique enough that every time I go to sign up for something, it's pretty much still available, so I'm able to <laughs> use it for everything. I love that you went through IBM for your first setup. Like, I think that was our first computer, too, as a family. We had, a, we had an IBM. Yeah, so that long ago, but and and I'm, you know, back when nobody knew what the internet was, and it took forever to do anything on it, and you know, way way back when. So, absolutely. Um, so after a little Twitter snooping, I, you know, very little because it's on your front page. Um, I discovered that you live in Seattle. I know you had mentioned that your um, Pacific Standard Time is so. You do still live in Seattle. Yeah, in the Bellevue area now. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Very cool. So how long have you been there? Are you native or did you move there? I was actually, I've been in the Pacific Northwest for the last, uh, since I was 10 years old. But oh. up until I was 10, I was everywhere. I was a military brat in the midst of a custody battle between my parents. So I was all over the place for those 10 years. Oh, wow. And, and um, finally settled here. So I talk about how I was in a different school every two years for the first part of my life and lived in, um, I lived in Denver. I lived overseas for a while. I lived in Atlanta. I was born in Atlanta. I've kind of been all over the place. So That's crazy. I'm not originally from around here, but when I finally started my career, I moved to the Seattle area um, and finally moved to Bellevue just in the last year. Oh, very cool. So if you had to ballpark it, or maybe you know exactly, how many schools did you go to? Um, well, literally a different school every two years until um, the fifth uh, fifth grade. And then that finally in the fifth grade, I settled into the same school district. So I can't tell you how many different schools, but different school districts until the fifth grade. Oh, and then, wow. so you know how, how hard that is, because you've got different people all the time. So oh. that was really challenging. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, I'm from a very small town, population about 8,000 people. Um, I We literally had one district in that town, and you had one campus for the middle school, one campus for the high school. I could not even imagine that would have to be so challenging. Yeah, well, so the one district that we finally settled in, it was in a small town just like that, and in fact, um, one of the guests that Allison had on, Ross Matthews, I went to the, I, I'm from the town he's from, and oh. I went to the same elementary school, high school, and everything that he went to, and was, um, he's a few years behind me, just a couple years behind me, mm-hmm. but we were in the same, the same schools and everything, same small town. Oh, so. that is crazy. Small yeah. world. Yeah. All right. Um, and so you also have a family, is that right? I do. I married into a family. They're not my kids. They're my oh. stepkids. We call me a bonus mom. I'm their bonus mom. And um, 
I met them when they were two and or three and four. So I joke that um, I met them when they were just young enough to not realize they're supposed to resent me. So they love me. <laughs> they uh, right now we're still at we're still at good ages. Um, we have minor issues that you have, of course, with little kids, but. Um, Really, I met them at a perfect age, so it's very good. And we have a unique relationship with their with their mom. We actually get mm-hmm. along. She was at the wedding. Um, oh wow! It's a, very, it's a very unique blended family. So <laughs> that is amazing. So how long have you um, been married? So three years now. Three very years. Very cool. Yeah. And so the mother of your stepchildren was she was at your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I'm, I don't mean that to sound like rude or anything. It's just that doesn't seem to be the way it normally works. Really not. It's a very um, interesting. It was very awkward when my husband asked her because it was first of all she was at our house for a Mother's Day dinner. We invited her over for Mother's Day dinner, and he asked her <laughs> in front of me, and I was like, "Wow, maybe you should have discussed that with me first. But um, sure, of course. <laughs> Well, it, it started off, first of all, um, we booked the wedding venue and the wedding date accidentally on her birthday. So our wedding day is on her birthday, and he didn't tell me that until after we'd already booked the venue. So that oh, was being one. So then when we were explaining that to her, he's like, well, and you know, you're, you're free to come to the wedding anyway if you want. And I was like, whoa, hang on. Now it's on her birthday and you're inviting her. <laughs> <laughs> so it was awkward. But um, but they just they do have a very casual relationship. It was very helpful that she was there because the three year old is was was and she's better now. But she was very shy and awkward at three. And um, we we married uh, one year to the day after we met, and so uh, you know she was still quite young, and and it was uh, it was not hard for her, but it was a long day for her. Yeah, she stimulated very easily. And um, so it was very easy. It was much easier to have mom there to kind of wrangle the kids. Mm-hmm. But um, kind of the way that he and I met has a little bit roundabout way to do with, not with Allison, more to do with Adam Carolla. But it does have to do with him. But um, when we met, he was still living with his now ex-wife. They were separated but still living together for the kids. And so we mm-hmm. met um I met his ex-wife very early on in our relationship, so it's it's a it's definitely a different story than what most people have. We're very lucky to have that. It's a non-contentious relationship, and that's probably the best thing for the kids. So yeah, that's amazing. I know I come from a family. My mother and father divorced when I was about five years old, and it wasn't probably until I was sixteen that the two of them could actually sit in a room and have an adult civil conversation. So I mean, that is amazing to have that kind of relationship with someone. You know, right. especially with how bitter divorce can be and, and all of that. So right, like when I when we started this conversation, I said I I was in the midst of a, a three year custody battle between my own parents. I mean, they were never mm-hmm. able to be in the same room together. Exactly. So. Yeah. So. Goodness gracious. Well, I mean, that's so interesting. I could probably continue to talk about that for a while and just try to get down to the core, you know, like how do you make that type of relationship work? But I don't want to pry too much. So again, if I ever make you feel uncomfortable, just say, shut the fuck up, Ashley. So (laughs) (laughs) just tell me to shut it down and I will. (laughs) Um, So um, like I said, I did kind of troll your Twitter a little bit and it looks like you guys did the color run recently. We did. Was that such a blast? 
that was the most fun I think I've ever had because you get dirty. dirty. (laughs) It was so much fun. Um, uh, You may have noticed in the pictures I'm actually handicapped. And so it's the first 5K I've completed. I tried, I attempted one um, a few months ago on a very rainy day, and I cheated and only did uh, 3.9K. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This one, I did the whole thing, and I did it with the kids by my side, and it was so much fun, and I would do it again in a heartbeat, and it was a for-profit run, and I don't care. I would do it again anyway. Sure. (laughs) It was a blast. Um, They, you know, you can do it at your own pace. I... The reason I cheated at the um, the uh, St. Patrick's one was because I I was bringing up the rear. They were picking up the cones right behind me, oh, and I was, I was yeah. just I was not gonna finish it. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. wasn't gonna happen. Um, but this one, I just feel red, and I was able to get it done in time and everything. So it really worked out. I just had a blast. It was too much fun. It was a perfect weather day. Um, I totally would do it again. A lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I, I was really proud of my kids. The, um, the eldest walked with me, and she's our little athlete. She likes to run. Mm-hmm. Um, when we did the, uh, the St. Patrick's one, they had a, a 1K for the kids, and she was like the second one to in, in at the finish line for that one. Wow. one, she walked by my side the whole time, she said, because she enjoyed my company and she was enjoying our conversation, where the little one, who hates doing any form of exercise, <laughs> actually <laughs> ran the whole thing with Dad. <laughs> So it was it was an interesting mix for the day. It was a lot of fun. It was Aww. just but the funny thing is is like as exhausting as one might think the run was, that was not the most exhausting part of the day. Um mm-hmm. the three hours of trying to clean that stuff off of everybody. <laughs> most exhausting. <laughs> yeah, I did see your tweet where you had been to the uh, chiropractor the next day and that the chiropractor pointed out that you still had some blue on your ear. <laughs> In my ear, he's like, you know, you still have a little bit of blue dye in here, right? I'm like, oh my god, I had been at work all day with that. And I had no idea. That is amazing. Oh it was my gosh, everywhere because the little one was touching everything in the house, and she was like, let me go pick out your clothes, and she was coming back into my room with, you know, white pants, holding my white pants with her oh, blue hands, and I'm no. like, oh, things. It was so awful. <laughs> That is too funny, though. I know I've always wanted to do the color run. I've just never gotten around to doing it. I live in Austin, and it seems like the time of year, and because they do it here a couple of times per year, but they always pick the most awful times of year for it. It's like, oh great, the high today is ninety-eight. That's exactly <laughs> what I want to do. Thanks. Hang on one second. The dogs are gonna have a cow. They'll stop in a minute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what their problem is. They get lonely periodically, and they yeah. start howling, and it'll it'll wrap up in a second. Oh, I understand. I'm shocked my dog isn't like, oh hey, who's talking to me? Yeah, I think that's what it is. They hear the voices, and but they're too lazy to come out and see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear them. They sound sad. <laughs> the way my dog whines. It's like. <laughs> It's funny though because they don't they don't carry on. It will actually wrap up. It has a definitive end. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I might have to tell them to knock it off. Oh, that's okay. There, I have no coming. rush today. Like I'm really in no rush. I there went they, to the gym. That's all I've done. I'm like, yeah, haven't even showered yet. I'm glad you can't smell me right now. <laughs> They're good. Oh, We're good. They did. They did wrap it up. Yeah. 
All right, so I did notice in your pictures that you have um, braces. Uh-huh. Um, do you feel comfortable talking about that? Because I was curious. I mean, if not, I totally understand. Yeah. No, I'm very, I actually prefer people ask about it instead of make assumptions. So sure. it's, it's, it's better now that I've lost weight, but back, I was a hundred pounds heavier a few years ago. And so oh, wow. um, I really wanted people to ask then because I just, I, what I hated was people to assume that I used them because I was fat and lazy. <laughs> What's what the reality mm. is, is that, um, we're coming up on the anniversary of it, but back in on May 20th, 2002, I had heart surgery for a birth defect in my heart that had been discovered very late in life, but it was a fatal birth defect. And uh, so the surgery was necessary. Um, The type of defect I have has a very high mortality rate by the age of 35 and they found it when I was 28. And um, so they went in to repair it and it was supposed to give me strength in my legs that I had never had before. And I actually woke up partially paralyzed. And so I've been working back from partial paralysis and, and am able to walk with crutches. And I, I actually walk around my house with nothing, um, but I'm at high risk for falling. I have terrible balance, and I can't walk with um, no crutches in public. I walk with one crutch most of the time and two crutches for speed and, and um, safety, but um, one crutch almost almost exclusively in public on one crutch. But with the race, in order to be fast, I did the two. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is so interesting. I mean, so how long have you been using, um, the crutches? Crutches. It, I was in a chair for, um, I was in a chair for about two and a half, uh, two years, Mm -hmm. two and a half years. It depends on what, what you count. I started taking steps again within the first year, but, um, pretty exclusively in the chair. It was very exhausting. Like the, the first time I took five steps across a room, like, you know, three hour nap from that. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, have you done a lot of physical therapy? Um, Yeah, it it was a lot of physical therapy in the first few years. And then Mm -hmm. insurance is a really interesting thing. Um, If you're not improving at a fast enough rate, they kick you out of physical therapy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you heard mine and Jason's, you know, healthcare um, hot you know, whatever we called it <laughs> after the fact, but I, I, I do speech therapy. So I work with physical and occupational therapists, uh-huh. um, a lot. And I've seen that in a lot of insurance policies, you know, they can deny if you're not, you know, like they won't cover, um, therapy if it's just for maintenance. Um, they won't cover it if it's preventative. They w- won't cover it if you're not, um, making an, like if the therapist can't show that you're making substantial progress. Right. Um, and run up against the most often was if you're not if you're not progressing what they determine fast enough Mm -hmm. that's fast enough if you're trying to learn to walk again so so most of my gains were on my own so I progressed into a walker and then I learned to walk with the crutches on my own Mm -hmm. um essentially at work so I would make certain goals at the office like if I'm if I need to take a bathroom break, I will only go to the bathroom if I walk to the bathroom with my walker instead of take the wheelchair. So it would, it would be things like that. So a lot yeah. of the, the learning to walk again was on my own with those um, long straightaways to the, you know, down the hallway at the office, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the key thing is that I, I did go back to work. Um, the um, disabled, what am I trying to say here? Um, they, 
the goals of the uh, insurance company is not necessarily to get you back into a working environment. Right. Like, they were not really super interested in caring whether or not I got back to work. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that I was able to move around my apartment was all they really cared about. They, When I said I wanted a wheelchair that I could um, transfer into my car and then be able to take my car out into public and shop and go to work, that was not something they were interested in covering. Mm -hmm. um, they said, you're able to move around your apartment, that's all you need to do. And I said, well, I need to go back to work. And they said, no, you don't, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Beyond disability, I would like to go back to work, and and that. So I had to figure out different ways to make that happen for myself. So the insurance industry is um, very interesting. <laughs> that's a and nice that's, way to put it. Medicare, right? That's not even based on. That's not private insurance. It's, private insurance bases it all on Medicare rules. So those are based on Medicare rules. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, interesting is the nice way to put it. Like I <laughs> hate insurance companies. I think that it's such a racket, and I'm going to stop talking now because <laughs> <laughs> I could go on and on and on. Right. Anyway, so what do you do for a living? I am in the excited world, exciting world of um, data analysis. Um, I am currently in uh, data governance. I'm trying to launch a data governance program for a major company that everyone has probably heard of, and so I probably shouldn't mention. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I kind of hesitated with this. Maybe I will someday, um, but I do work for somebody we've all heard of and we all love. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> But sometimes I say negative things, and so that I'm thinking that's why maybe I better not say anything. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. We totally respect your privacy. Uh, we, like there's more than one person behind this mic. No, just I, I respect it, and I'm sure everyone who's listening right now, all of our fellow Allison people, totally respect that. Absolutely. Um, but defense is a, a really super boring topic anyway, but that's what I that's what I'm trying to do. Um, but Hashtag Al has probably heard of it in his IT program, in his IT date um um, project management stuff. I'm oh sure yeah, data governance. <laughs> hey, I totally understand that. I mean, I know there's a lot of boring. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no, I I have some friends that do what that sounds like something very similar to what they do, and I'm just like, oh, half the time. So I feel I feel bad. I know it's necessary, and it's definitely you know a good way to make a living. But I'm just like I don't know. Well, even uh, it's a good way to make a living, but it's even boring for me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so let's see here. Now, how long have you been listening to ARIYNBF? So I think possibly from the beginning. Okay. And the reason I, I say I think, I know, I know for sure I listened the very first one I remember um, when I look back at the list was the episode with um, uh, uh, Hungry Girl, which I know was one of the very early episodes. Mm -hmm. Then you guys in the um, um, Alice in Peace Theater played that, um, that, what was it? Oh, sorry. I have recall issues sometimes. <laughs> but you played that thing from um, um, the singles for single people only or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if you want recall, like, talk to Megan Perkansky. I am not that girl. I'm like, oh, you know, that one with that person, and they did this thing. 
That's me. But I, I do recall which, what you're talking about for sure. So whatever that was, I totally listened to that. And I think that was the kickoff of her bringing back ARIYNBF from her Ustream thing. And, mm-hmm. and so I started listening and I was like, man, she's really good at these interviews. They're so interesting. Um, and I started listening then. The reason I don't necessarily remember every one of those interviews directly is because I was listening and doing work at the same time. At the time, I was um, doing some software um, report testing, and, and so I was working at the same time as listening and not paying mm-hmm. as close attention as what I do mostly now is listen while I'm cleaning the house or listen while I'm commuting. So I'm a lot more in tuned and not sure. working at the same time. So very much um, paying attention <laughs> than when I was trying to write SQL code. Oh, but um, um, so I know I go way back, and I but. And I go back with her. I listened to Adam all the way from the very first episode of the podcast. So I go back with her from the very beginning of mm-hmm. when she was on there. So huge fan of her. When she came on, um, I was a big Teresa fan. I don't necessarily remember the auditions. I don't remember her audition. I just remember when she came on, I was like, hey, she's pretty good. And then I definitely um, was like catching her zingers that she would slide in under the radar. And I was like, you know, yeah. especially in talking to my husband about this, it was like, you. this was something Scott and I actually bonded on on our first date. <laughs> it was like, oh little things that she slides in that's like Adam totally doesn't even get it and she just slides them right in there and it's like she doesn't she's like undervalued underappreciated yeah <laughs> you know something we always picked up on so we both kind of had like this little um crush on Allison I have a what I call a girl crush on her because we just think she's so funny she's so just a breath of fresh air so yeah that's fantastic <laughs> absolutely um so uh what are your feelings on Adam and I mean, because I think we all as fans have, you know, our own little thoughts about how everything went down with, uh, with you know, Corolla Digital. Yeah. But what are your feelings on the former employer? Uh, it was a, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting was, to get that impression from all of us Allison people. It's just not very good. Well, I mean, let me, let me go way back here. Scott and I literally met because of Adam. And I say that maybe even because of Allison. Um, I think Allison did a piece on um, dating sites on Adam on, on the show. And I was so I joined OKCupid because she read that article about she covered something about OKCupid. And I, that was the one dating site I hadn't tried yet. <laughs> I'd been on all of them. I'd been single for a really long time. <laughs> had tried a bunch of dating sites. And so I was on OkCupid for about a week and um, Scott emailed me and Scott was, he sent me an email. He was really funny in the email. He actually put effort into the email, which most guys on dating sites don't usually do. But so there was two things about his email that it was, it was long. He put effort into it for one. It was really funny. But in the things that were funny, it kind of had an air. It seemed like he might be an Adam Carolla fan. There was just a couple of things, the ways that he said things, like he said something about a calorie burn. And there was just a couple of lines in it that sounded kind of Carolla-esque. So I was like, Mm -hmm. this guy sounds like a Carolla fan. So then I went and checked out his profile and he totally even had 
in his profile that he listens to a couple podcasts and he listened, he listed Adam Carolla and um, this American life, which are my two favorite podcasts <laughs> at the time. So I was like, okay, Scott is not my type. Um, prior to him, he, he just wasn't my type at all. So I was like, well, I'm going to go out with this guy because he seems funny. He's a Corolla fan. I'm just going to go ahead and go on a date with him. And if nothing else, I would have met a, a fellow Corolla fan and met a new friend. No big deal. And so sure, we sure. ended up clicking right away. Um, through our relationship, uh, well, let me go back. On, on our first date, we went home from our first date. We totally clicked. I got a message from him that night after our first date saying, hey, I'm going out and I'm buying tickets for a Corolla show and I know you're handicapped. I just need to know if I need to take any um, additional considerations on the tickets on where, where I buy tickets. Do I need to get, you know, floor seats? Can you handle stairs? Blah, blah, blah. So he went home from our first date and bought tickets to the, our first Corolla show together. Aww. So that's kind of our dating history is totally wrapped around Adam Corolla. So <laughs> we were huge fans and we were big supporters. Like we bought the books, we bought Mangria, we went to every show that came to Seattle. We were super excited when the podcast came to town because then we finally got to see Allison in person. We never met her. Um, I don't know that she did any signings. If she did, we didn't ever. Um, we never hung around for that. We do have a picture with Adam, but um, we don't have any with Allison. So mm -hmm. we want her to town. Yay! We we encouraged <laughs> that. We would totally go. But um, huge fans. The day this all went down. When this all happened, you know, he he had played the um, the recaps, the end of year recaps, and what's what's ironic is that we were we had been listening to those end of year recaps for the last they had played those last few years, and Scott and I had been like, oh yeah, it's fun to listen to those end of year recaps because you get to listen to the origins of some of those drops of Allison's, and it's been a while since you've heard them, and it's fun to hear back, and it's really kind of you know we're, we're really enjoying that, and then I was at work and got a text message from Scott that said, hey, listen to the first five minutes of Adam today. And it was just such an ominous text message that I couldn't wait to get home to download it. I actually like mm -hmm. found an app on my phone to download it because I don't have an Apple phone. I have an Android. And so I found an mm -hmm. app and I downloaded it right then and listened to the first five minutes and like was like, holy crap, what the hell happened? And it's sort of literally rocked my world for a week and I had a gut feeling that this was like there is something deep beneath the surface here there's way more than what he's saying there's something mm -hmm. going on and then when it kind of all unfolded I, I I think there's sort of an intuition thing that's like it's not it's not what he's making it out to be I you could sort of tell there was just there was there was just more to it. When the dirty laundry airing happened, I lost complete respect for him. I couldn't, I have not, I think I listened to his Ross Matthews episode after that because I had to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to listen to that, but I have not listened to another episode since then. It just doesn't feel good. It doesn't, I, it, I just am not interested. I, and him not letting the gang come back on was the final, was really truly the final straw for me. Like I was like that, it just showed such a lack of character. Um, mm. I, I just have no interest in anything that, that he has to do with. And, you know, I don't know. There, there was just so much of a better way this I'm sure could have been handled. I do sure. truly all along have felt 
he absolutely was completely within his right to fire her. That That is totally, he can change the show's direction. I have no issue with that. Mm-hmm. It was totally the way it was handled. You oh, know, yeah. he would have had that conversation with her and he could have even aired it. He could have even, even have aired his grievances if mm-hmm. he had the conversation with her and told her that he was going to air it. <laughs> yeah, no, you absolutely. Know? And, you know, there was just so many different ways this could have been handled. But the way that this was done was just so disgusting. I just, I couldn't handle it after that. And so I just lost so much respect. And it's so sad because we had such a dramatic history with him, with how my husband and I met and our whole dating history and getting married and everything. Yeah, (laughs) that is, I mean, that's really saddening, you know. With his personality, I kind of... It, it surprised me, and it didn't at the same time, the way everything went down. Does that make sense? I mean, just with his personality, I, I, I was shocked, and then I wasn't at the same time. But I agree with you completely. Um, the whole, for me, the, the last straw, I was, I was just absolutely devastated whenever he said, you know, oh, hey, gang, you can't go to Allison's and record this podcast with her anymore game over you guys can't do it yeah because like when they showed up there that first that that one episode it was like okay everything's fine it's like he took the show in another direction it's fine Mm -hmm. everything's gonna be okay we're it's when we understand it's everything's fine we'll all move on and i'll still listen to this show and i'll still listen to this show and everything's gonna be okay but when he put the hammer down on that i was like whoa what the heck? What just happened here? Yeah. You know, and I was that that I was not okay with. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because I've been trying to ever since that happened, I've been personally trying to figure it out in my head. I'm like, is it just a non compete kind of thing? Is it, you know, I mean, because I don't think it's just purely saying, you know, obviously you can't hang out with your old friends anymore or something like that. It's just I'm trying to figure out, you know, from the business part of it, where is his head at? Right. You know, I I don't know. But, but he, you know, they, they, he can even say, look, you can go over there, but you can't discuss the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, and that they could totally, they would have been able to do that. That's completely within the realm of possibility. There's a lot of butter mm-hmm. sandwich talk to have. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Don't worry. We'll get to the butter sandwiches. I promise. Um, but who do you miss most from the old Thursday gang? I hadn't, I don't, I wasn't expecting that question. Um, I don't, I think it's, um, I'm not sure I'm missing anyone most in particular at this point. It was the whole group dynamic. I, I did, I think I missed specifically at the time that's that sort of peek behind the, the curtain, um, in combination with, um, that show when I was listening to both at the same time. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There, there was something definitely very special about that specifically, um, especially when in combination with um, the other guests coming in and sometimes there'd be a little insight to, yeah, when that person left, there was this conversation and, you know, some of that yeah. additional kind of peak. So I, I miss a little bit of that, but um, I, I do miss the guys, um, but I, I, I hadn't really thought about any one in particular um, I miss getting to know Kaylin a little bit. I don't know. I don't miss anyone in particular. It was a group dynamic. So yeah, but I, I, I love the new group dynamic. I really am. That's it's been a lot of fun 
especially lately. I know Allison seems like she's feeling a little bit awkward and uncomfortable with the direction of some of the conversation, but it's been really fun. (laughs) I totally agree. And that was actually obviously the next direction I wanted to go with this conversation was the new Thursday gang. I feel like they're really starting to hit their stride. I mean, it's (laughs) starting to like the dynamic is really starting to, you know, just be, be there. You know, I feel like everyone's just present and they're engaged and I love it. I don't know. I do too. I'm, I have fun with it. I like it when, um, I love Jeff. I like it when Jeff pipes in. He's a lot of fun. Um, and I totally agree. And right now I'm totally blanking on names of everyone else. I'm really enjoying, I can't believe this, I, but I'm really enjoying um, Jenna and, and Al's dynamic, and I've gotten into their podcast on the side. And this is what, something I actually did want to say. Um, now that the Adam Carolla show is not in my life anymore, I don't know for sure that that all the negativity from that show was necessarily impacting my life, but I I think it may have been. And now having there's a lot of positivity and and humor that comes from these shows and kind of lightheartedness and I kind of feel just a little bit lighter in general now that I have um, Sorry Not Sorry and A-R-I-Y-N-D-F and, and your guys' show and everything, and I don't have that that five days a week of a little bit of negativity a couple hours a day. So um, yeah. it's kind of a different feel every day, and I'm, I'm really kind of enjoying the... The, the special lightheartedness of it all. So well, that's, well, we especially love to hear that because we're obviously totally um, on the same speed here. You know, like we're the, the same exact channel. We're trying to, we, you know, make everyone laugh and have a good time. We want to do everything out of love and a good, happy place. And I know the rest of the patrollers and I all are very into the same podcast. We like, we like smiles. You know, we like positivity, period. So um, if you were to speak to another fan, you talked to another Allison person and you were, they were asking for suggestions for podcasts. Do you have any podcasts that you listen to that you feel like other Allison fans would be into? So if that, you know, if you said to them, well, if you like Allison Rosen is your new best friend, then you might like, well, like, I, it's a pretty limited list just because of time. So it's probably all ones that you guys have already covered the bases with, which is, um, sorry, not sorry, of course, and and JMO Patrol, of course. Um, Serial, which is not on right now. Uh, oh, but I love. I know that was like I, that was a serious addiction. Oh, it was so bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, um, uh, this American Life, which is not at all the same, but a fantastic production. And if you ever Agreed. get to see Ira Glass in person, live um, on stage. It's an amazing show, so go do that. Um, and what else? Now, just for fun, if you're into pop culture and trash TV, I actually do still listen to um, Lynette's show because I enjoy that. Oh, and Ross Matthews' show, um, uh, Street Talk with Ross. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't started listening to that one yet, but I've been meaning to. Like, I went ahead and subscribed to it, just in assuming I would like it. So definitely going to have to give that one a listen. It's it's different, but it's a lot of fun. I get a lot of laughs out of it. Um, I'm just going to pull up my iPad really here, real quick here and see if I'm forgetting anything. Um, oh, sure. But I usually – oh, wrong thing. I usually just listen while I'm tootling around the house and, and 
dinking around. Um, um, I've downloaded Invisibilia, but I haven't listened to too many episodes of it. Have you listened to that? No, I haven't listened to that yet. I've heard of it, but I haven't listened to it. My husband's into the Nerdist, and I also listen to the Nerdist. Mm-hmm. And oh, I listen to Aisha Tyler's stuff. I love her stuff. Oh yeah, I also am subscribed to that. I love some of her interviews. Yeah, she's absolutely. Good. Yeah, so that's the that's the most that's most of what I have. Nice on my iPad. I know I have more on the computer, but. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I know. I like to ask that question because I feel like every every now and again you just want to listen to something new. Oh yeah, you know something different. So I know um, that I am always looking for suggestions. So especially, or even for someone to you know give me some affirmation and be like, oh yeah, okay, you've heard of that one. I listened to that one and I love it. You are going to love it. So well, thank you for letting us it. know great suggestions from your guys' show. I, I just haven't had the opportunity, just for time-wise, I haven't had the opportunity to go down and listen, but or to download them and listen, but I've gotten so many great suggestions. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're all kind of dorks about podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the cool thing is, is we, we all know we're, we share that, that brain, so we all know mm-hmm. we're going to like Right. So, oh, I loved whenever you tweeted that, by the way, about how we all share the same brain because it just it made so much sense. (laughs) I was just like, yeah, I mean, that's why um, Lisa and Brianne and Jason and I get along so well. Like I joke and I'm like, oh, whatever. I'll be friends with you guys on Facebook. We know each other in real life. No, no, we don't. Um, (laughs) It just feels that way because we spend so much time talking to each other and it's just, yeah, we all have the same brain. We just, you know, all kind of click, I feel like. Right, right. That's why I feel like Allison, and I know we all feel the same way, but I really feel like Allison is my best friend because we do share mm-hmm. a brain. I'm sure of it. We There's so many similarities. It's ridiculous. And that's why we really, I feel like I should, she should be on speed dial and I should be able to text her any time of day because I know we would be best friends in real life if she knew me. <laughs> I know. I'm like thinking to myself all the time, I'm like, damn, why don't you just call me for fan phone call already? I know that we're going to be besties. <laughs> Come on. Like... <laughs> I'm still bitter about that. I'm like, Jason got a fan phone call. Why can't I get one? <laughs> she read uh, one of my emails on the air once. And uh-huh. It was like my closest thing to 15 minutes of fame. It was the greatest <laughs> ever. <laughs> That's how I feel every time one of my JMOs gets read. No joke. I'm always like, oh, yeah. She said my name. Now my new thing is, oh, my God, she knows my email address. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> All right, um, so let's get down to the nitty-gritty, the okay. things that we all like to discuss as Allison fans. Number one, are butter sandwiches a thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because, okay, first of all, in the last episode or the last thing that I listened to, one of the um, arguments somebody came up with, I think it was Allison, said, or maybe somebody sent it in. Somebody said that maybe there has to be something of caloric value in between the two pieces of bread. And I was like, everything has caloric value. Even lettuce has caloric value. So that, that argument doesn't count. 
Because there's like five calories in lettuce. There's still caloric value. No, I, I agree with that. That's from a friend of the show, Hansi Copperfield, yeah. um, who I interviewed a few weeks back at Hansi Copperfield on Twitter. She's lovely and darling. And she actually sent that in as a JMO. And yeah. we discussed it during our interview. And then we discussed it again. Um, we just recorded um, Thursday night for this upcoming week's JMO Patrol. And we discussed it again there. So. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that argument. I really am. I mean, I you'll you'll hear it on the next um, episode that comes out. But I said that you could even have a toast sandwich. You could have two slices of regular bread, put a piece of toast between them. It becomes a toast sandwich. Okay. <laughs> I know. I mean, because it's just isn't it just something yep. with caloric value between two slices of bread at the core? That is what a sandwich is. Right. So so if you have two pieces of bread with just a single slice of a single leaf of lettuce in between it is it a lettuce sandwich i guess you can by nature have a butter sandwich i mean yeah you spread ketchup on a sandwich on two pieces of bread and put it together and you have a ketchup sandwich so if, if a condiment is the is it in theory then a condiment on a sandwich alone a sandwich because then butter because then butter's a condiment yeah. Right, by nature, so... Yeah, I mean, in the same... Hmm, gosh, I mean, that sounds disgusting to have a ketchup sandwich to me. I just, I'm not, but not into that. Can, but you can have a peanut butter sandwich with mm-hmm. peanut butter, and that's yeah, sandwich. Exactly. I mean, and truly, you spread peanut butter in the same way that you would spread butter. Right. What's the difference? If you have creamy peanut butter, and you just put a, a good slathering of butter on a slice of bread, I mean... See, I told you I'd be wishy-washy on this one. So. Oh, no, and that's totally fine because I do the same thing. I'm like, well, that doesn't seem right, but I stand by the, you know, something of caloric value between two slices of bread. I really do because that's the, um, in technical definition, that's a damn sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, I don't know that we've settled the argument, but I think we've at least put our two cents in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I always take over that question. (laughs) I have very strong opinions about sandwiches, guys. Okay, so moving on. Are you a shower traveler? So this one I have to think back because I am handicapped, so I sit on a bench and I use a shower wand. So I have to think back. Okay, that's... Handicapped days. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) I... Back in the day... And, and I always try to remember back because it's been a while now. Um, back in the day, I think I was a traveler. Um, and mm-hmm. that is because uh, I, don't, I don't like water hitting me in the face. But I definitely want to get water all over my body. So, sure. Uh, so I think I was a, more of a traveler. But I, I held my face out of the water. Okay. Because I... I am a shower traveler currently, but I also do have the detachable wand type yes. thing for our shower. We have a stand-up shower in our ensuite, and it just makes a lot more sense to have that bad boy. I mean, I can get everything done. Um, whenever you are sitting in the shower with your wand, are you facing the shower head to grab it easily, or are you putting your back to it? Because I think that would be the equivalent at this point, right? Yeah, but I, well, I, I grab it as before I even turn it on and then I'm hanging Uh, on to it right away. So mm, mm -hmm. I'm holding on to it the whole time. 
so I'm nice and warm and I'm always have the water on me. <laughs> no, I totally so get that too. It, I hold it the entire time. So, yeah. um, mm, what was I going to say about that? There was something, um, Oh, I lost it completely. Well, in any case, I'm pretty sure it, it, it qualifies more as a, as a traveler than, mm-hmm. what was the other thing? Oh my gosh, I lost it. Well, I mean, it just is, doesn't seem natural to me to have your back to oh. the water source constantly. Right. You yeah. know, and That's not ever turn around. To, I mean, how are you washing your face? How mm. are you, like, getting in your little nooks and crevices? I don't understand. So, my, I hope my husband never hears this. <laughs> he, <laughs> he does something I never understand. I've never met anybody. He's, he's wonderful. He is not into conserving anything except for some reason, shower water. And I've never met anybody that does this, but he turns off the water when he's soaping up his body. So I always think he's done with the shower because he shuts the water off partway through a shower. He soaps up his entire body and then he turns the water back on. So I always, I hear the water shut down. I'm like, Oh, he's done. And then I'm like, why isn't he getting out of the shower? And I'm like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden the water's back on again. And it's because he's, he's very busy scrubbing down every inch of his body, getting all lathered up. And then he rinses everything off. I have never met anyone who doesn't like that. And I swear to God, oh, I, he never God. hears this. And he probably will because he knows I'm on. But um... <laughs> Believe me, my boyfriend of five and a half years doesn't listen because he doesn't want to hear me mention anything that we do together. And I finally explained to him. I was like, there's a whole segment where we catch up with our week, dude. I'm, I have lived with you for four and a half years. I'm going to mention you. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um no, hopefully, I mean, hopefully he won't be mad at you for disclosing this information, but I have to say, good glory, I've never heard of anyone doing that. It's so bizarre, but he doesn't conserve anything. He's not into conservation. The man would wash, he would run the dishwasher seven nights a week if I would let him, but he shuts the water <laughs> off when he soaps up. I don't understand it. <laughs> oh that's a great just me or everyone like that should be submitted at some point because i'm pretty sure everyone or maybe a not uh not everyone only me yeah, like <laughs> something along those lines because there is a conversation waiting to happen <laughs> oh my gosh oh that's too good okay um let's see so what are your feelings on starbursts uh, do you have a favorite flavor? Do you have, you know, one that you just can't stand? So whenever um, the whenever the uh, Halloween packs are out, you know, the little the little two packs, I get very disappointed if I open one and it's the orange or the um, yellow. I like the red and the pinks. So I will eat the orange and the yellow out of desperation, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I like the red or the pinks. And and to be honest, I don't. I don't um, get too into the Skittles and Starburst discussions because I'm much, I'm not a big fruit flavored candy fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, this drives my husband insane, but this is one of my favorite mottos. I don't like fruit in my dessert. I, um, I <laughs> prefer chocolate and other um, dessert type items. I'm not big on the fruit fruity type things. I like fruit to stand alone. Like if I'm going to eat something fruit flavored, I'd rather it just be the fruit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, okay. But what about like fruit with chocolate? No. Like a, a chocolate covered strawberry? 
No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I legitimately just sent my mother and we sent Greg's mother a um, dozen of the Sherry's berries for yeah. Mother's okay, Day. Other people, I'll even make fruit desserts for other people, but I won't eat it myself, which my husband thinks is hilarious. <laughs> and I think it was, um, I think it was Dawson on Adam Carolla said the same thing once, and my husband was like, oh, my God, there's another person on the planet like you. I can't believe it. <laughs> I am I am very rare. I understand that. But I will make, like, huge fruit pies for people, and I will not eat it. I don't like apple pie. I'm, I know I'm weird. But, uh, but I love mm. chocolate. I love strawberries. I just don't like chocolate on my strawberries. I, what about... Like fruit with cheesecake. Nope. <laughs> what? Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> there's there's no saving you, Becky. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess I'll never convert you. <laughs> okay. Um so what <laughs> this is this is a question that um all of the the patrol has a lot of issue takes a lot of issue with. We like discussing it, we just don't like asking it. So, what are your feelings on head scabs? Um, Just throw it I out there. I understand. I do understand the exhilaration that comes from it. I haven't had one in a long time, but I did have this this um, Twitter conversation with um, I don't remember the name, but um, the gal that had the the um, scalp burn from the braids because I had that scalp burn. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that Twitter conversation for yeah. sure. <laughs> So I haven't had a um, um, a really bad scalp burn since 2004, um, but I and I haven't had any other kind of a scabs in a very long time. But I do remember as a kid having one, and mm-hmm. I from the pox, from the chicken pox, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that kind of satisfaction from pulling the the scab through. But um, so I do understand it, but I haven't had one recently enough to to really fully appreciate the value but I do get it (laughs) I love it to fully appreciate it now I totally agree I haven't had one in a very long time I I agree with Allison it has to be found like I can't suspect that there's something going on and then get pleasure out of it I'm just like ew gross get off of my head get off my scalp um but yeah if you find one just out of nowhere it's kind of like oh well look what I did okay good very good that's special. <laughs> <Not> exactly. <laughs> mm, isn't that special? Oh, I love Dana Carvey. Fantastic. All right. So that is, you know, just about, you know, all the questions that I wanted to ask. Brianne, please do your best to get rid of my ums and my elongated vowels. Thanks, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you have any message that you'd like to share with our other Allison people, with the fans of Allison Rosen as your new best friend? Um, I don't think I have any specific message, no. Um, I do. I, I really appreciate having all the positive fans out there, and it's really fun seeing all the tweets and going out and joining the community. And um, I do my best to – I'm kind of new to the Twitter thing, actually. Um, this whole firing – got me on the whole Twitter bandwagon. I was not mm-hmm. into this until this all happened. And so I'm new to it and um, new to, you'll notice all my favorites and everything kind of just started. I, I had a, tw- 
Twitter account before, but I didn't get into it until all of this happened. So mm-hmm. that's why everything starts in January of this year. <laughs> no, I have to say you're doing a good job. I mean, you're definitely making y- yourself known. You have a Twitter presence that's really fun and you know engaging. So I've enjoyed following you on Twitter for sure, Becky. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to get into it. I'm really I'm much more into the the Facebook side of things. I think I'm hilarious, um, but I don't do as much on Twitter as I do on Facebook. <laughs> um, I love that. Like I I feel the same way. I'm always like, well, I think I'm funny. I yeah, like <laughs> we try it, but I don't know. Not everybody gets me, but um, whatever. You know, I'm gonna keep doing what I do, and you know, hopefully, some people get a laugh out of it. Whatever. Just keep going, do what we do, and and I hope everyone gets a smile once in a while. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'll speak on behalf of the whole patrol. I know that we have really enjoyed having you following and contributing and things like that, so keep it up. You're doing a great job making us smile, at least. Yeah. And um, we'll keep following. I'm so excited about JKJ and the and the hashtag baby. <laughs> hashtag baby. Yes. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. Yeah, I'm. I agree. I think that this is the best. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm Congratulations, so excited. Jenna. Allison will end up pregnant very soon, so they are going to have play dates and everything. It's going to happen. I'm sure of it. Eventually, something something positive will happen for her. That's um, I totally empathize with her in the struggle that she's going through. I had my own struggles, and I went through a lot of the treatments she went through, and, and it never um, happened for me. But I, I really feel like it's going to happen for her. So uh, yeah. it, it, her time is coming. It's going to happen. So I, I sure. hope she gets to have something in the same time frame with Jenna. I think that would be perfect. So. That would be beautiful, wouldn't it? I would love that so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you just opened up that door, and now I'm like, I have more questions now. <laughs> but I know that we're kind of, you know, running short on time. We need to go ahead and wrap it up before the kids come in and all that fun stuff. But um, let's see here. Now, where can people find you on the internet? Do you have anything you want to plug, or would you like uh, people to find you, or would you prefer people not to find you? Um, well, definitely on Twitter at Rajanki, which is R A J E N K I, and. I don't actually know what my, um, I guess Becky McClure on Facebook, if you want to find me, um, it's not overly public. You have to friend me to see, um, the stuff that I mm-hmm. don't choose to make public. So, sure. um, and Becky is spelled weird. It's Becky with an I. So B E C K I Becky McClure. Yeah. So how did that spelling come about? Um, I wanted to be different when I was 12, so I changed it. Well, there you have it. I love it. I just what a magical to... age, twelve. <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, yeah. So that, that's out there, and that is all. I don't really have anything else. Um, I don't do YouTube or anything like that. I'm not. I'm not any kind of massive sensation anywhere. So. Yeah. Fair enough. I get you. I totally understand. All right. So, fellow. Uh, Allison Rosen is your new best friend fans. If you would like to be interviewed by one of the JMO patrollers, please feel free to tweet us at JMO patrol with the hashtag B Y O F on Twitter, or you can email us at JMO patrol at gmail.com. Becky with an I, thank you so much for joining me today. You are 
a delight and so fun. We'll definitely need to have you back so we can talk a little bit more about some of the ways that you relate to Allison and everything because it has been super duper fun. Yeah, this was a blast. Thank you so much. I've never done anything like this before. It was a lot of fun. Well, it was a lot of fun for me, too. And, again, thank you for joining me. And I mean it. If you ever want to come back on again, just, you know, tweet us and let us know because this has been so much fun. I would love to do a (laughs) follow-up. So we'll see you or talk to you soon, I hope. All right? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Becky. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. 